Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Welcome, Adam. Thank you, Tricia. Good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm with Adam G. Fleming. He is, as far as I know, a fantasy author, but he's going to tell us all about his books today. Adam, jump in and start. Yeah, well, I'm a fan. I'm actually an author of a, a wide variety of books, but most recently I've completed a series called The Satchel Pong Chronicles, which is steampunk fantasy. And here's the cover of the first of five books. Um, all five are out. I'm just going to show you the one, but this is the first one Satchel Pong and the Great Migration. And as you can see, it's got that wonderful steampunk, you know, like airship thing going on. So you kind of have to let people know right on the cover what they're getting. So. Yeah, but I also have like, here's another book uh, called Vortex Street, which is travel poems and flash fictions. It's, it's not real big, but that's my first audiobook also. And I incorporated some beat tracks. So my 16 year old son likes to make electronic dance music. So we use that in between the poems and it turned out pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's so like a halfway ebook, halfway uh, EDM album. So it's kind of a fun crossover. That is definitely, definitely some added content there for your listeners. Yeah, well, poetry books wouldn't be very long, you know, if, uh, if it was just the text, so. And we were talking before, and you said you're recording your own audiobooks. That's amazing. I am. I just got started um, with the Vortex Street, uh, just a couple. I think I actually uploaded it on December 15th, which is just over a month ago. So it's, it's brand new to have audiobooks, and I'll be... I'm working to get all my books on audio eventually. Well, congratulations. That's very cool. I have a funny story about that. I, somebody referred me to an organization that records books for the blind and Mm -hmm. because I'm an author as well. And so they were like, yeah, come down, we'll meet you. We'll see your books. And I took some of my physical books and they're like, well, you could, you could practice recording and see if you'd be a good person to record your own books. (laughs) And I was really, really nervous and it was a romance book and it was a man listening to me. So I felt really (laughs) self-conscious. And I was like talking so fast. I made so many mistakes and they were like, yeah, um, we'll get back to you about whether we want you to record your books or not. Never heard from them again. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if I could record my own books, but kudos on that. Well, I have had a, a, a pretty good studio engineer tell me he thought I could do it. So I, I recorded like one chapter in his professional studio and, 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 and he said it's not, not for everyone, for sure. So I am actually hiring myself out to do that as well. So oh, very cool. If you have, if, if there's uh, authors in the audience who don't want to mess with it, I can do it. Nice. Yes, I think there would be a lot of them. Tell us all about your... I, struggling to pronounce it again satchel pong series satchel, satchel pong Sa- uh, satchel as in satchel page the baseball player and pong as in ping pong okay so so how did you... about that, right yes i'd love to learn about that 
Well, um, so so Satchel Pong is a meteorologist in this fantasy world, which is in his world, it's a government institution or a government job, like a, a magistrate is what they call him. And uh, he's supposed to give an annual report on what's happening with the weather, <clears throat> but he's kind of been negligent for about 10 years because he's sort of scared because the world is getting hotter and he doesn't want to say that. Now, I'm, I'm not like a campaigner. It's just an interesting what if, you know, I'm not like a global warming, you know, um, although I do believe that, that we have global warming. I'm not saying that I don't, but, but that's not the point. This isn't propaganda. So Satchel Pong has to decide, <clears throat> you know, he starts getting pressure from people around him saying, we know it's getting hotter and you're not giving your reports. And he has to decide if he wants to lead a migration of his people from an island uh, nation. I mean, you think of something like Hawaii, maybe where they eat sushi and that kind of thing um, to another part of the world to see if they can find a place that's safer. Um, so that's sort of the, the instigating uh, moment in the first book. And uh as it goes through a five book series, there becomes a question of whether or not they'll even be able to travel off world. So I don't want to give too much away, but you know, lots of other characters. I build huge casts of characters, uh, lots of different cultures. They travel all over the place. Almost all my books are about traveling in some way, even if they're nonfiction, there's, there's travel involved, so. So I'm guessing you're a travel lover then? I am. I'm a huge travel lover. Actually, on my other laptop right here, I have uh, a manuscript open called Old, Old Roads, New Friends. I recently walked the Camino de Santiago from Porto, Portugal to Santiago in Spain, like a 200 mile trip oh, wow. in, in two weeks. And um, one thing that happened, I was sitting with other people who were hiking at dinner one night and I just raised my glass and said, you know, I want to make a toast. And they're all, all turned and looked at me. And I said to old roads and new friends. And that was it, you know, just like this pithy little thing. And they all looked at me and said, that's it. Exactly. And so uh, some of them got to Santiago before me and some after and so forth. But um, one of them who got there before me was waiting at the cathedral where you sort of end your journey. And I found that she had tattooed it on her wrist, Old Roads, New Friends. So I am definitely a traveler and I love to make friends when I travel, so. Very cool. And you said travel off world. How does ha that happen in a steampunk world? <laughs> well, yeah, this is the cool thing about steampunk is it like creates, thank you for bringing me back to my book. <laughs> <laughs> got you off topic so i had to bring you back right? no, it's all good i'll probably tell you about some other travel before i'm done so um yeah so again don't want to give too much away but the cool thing about steampunk is it creates a palette you know like um well it does have a color palette too like that sort of um daguerreotype look right in in terms of visuals but it creates a palette in terms of like what technologies are available and what aren't but then you get to mix in stuff like alchemy and magic and miracles and, you know, like, so there's other religions and, and, and different things that are going on in here. So that expands your palette out again to say, well, maybe there's a way to take a dirigible, but fly it through space. You know, um, if, uh, you know, if the, if the characters are thinking outside the box somehow and, and use all the different types of magic and, and technology available to them, maybe they'll be able to travel off world. And I'm not going to say how that goes. Okay. 
Yeah, because I guess you, yeah, like it is steampunk fantasy. So you still have that right. fantastical element that a witch can beam them to another planet and then right. they would be safe, right? Yeah, yeah, beam me up, Scotty type of idea. <laughs> um, and, and, and whether or not it's dangerous and whether or not it's healthy and um, whether or not the other uh, planet that they might be able to go to would be um, habitable or welcoming or whatever. So there's all kinds of potential dangers, you know, in that kind of stuff, but it was really fun to create. So it does sound like it's a lot of fun. Who are your main characters? <laughs> well, uh, well so Satchel Pong. Satchel Pong. Yep. Satchel Pong is a main character. Um, the second one is called Satchel Pong and the Search for Emil Ennis. So Emil Ennis is a main character who uh, gets, uh, I, don't, my, I don't think this is too much of a big giveaway. Um, at the end of the first book, he gets lost from the main group of migrating people. And so in book two, they're looking for Satchel Pong. The third one is called Antoinette Zhou and the Sky Dwellers. Um, and so if you really love dirigibles, Stick with me because you got to wait till the third book to really see what's going on in the skies. And then uh, the fourth book is called Saint Kipstifer and the Miraculous Yarkarma. And the Yarkarma is like a, like a tree. Um, so there's miracles going on with this guy. Um, and then the last one is called The Prophets of Doom and the Leaping Hedgehog. And uh, <laughs> Leaping Hedgehog is the, let's say it's the spaceship. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And you said it's a complete series, right? So you could read the whole thing and it, it's all there. It, do you have an ending? It's, I mean, the title of the last book is kind of like dark and foreboding. Um, hopefully not everybody dies. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, look, I'm, I've read some China Mieville and I really love uh, the dark um some of the dark steampunk stuff that's out there but that's not who i am i i don't write i mean you can probably already tell that i just love to laugh so um it, it even says like on the back dystopian steampunk adventure and there's the dystopia of like we're living on a world that's burning up but it's it's there's a lot of humor in it so don't worry not everyone dies fun <laughs> yeah, I talked to a horror author and I was, and we were talking about her finishing up her series and she's like, yeah, I'm like, you wrapped up your series, there weren't any characters left? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, no, all the characters well, you know were in the end, the list. I guess. Yeah, well, I will say that I, uh, the series is complete, but I left the door open for one of the characters to possibly, possibly have a spinoff series, so... Um, and I don't know when I'm going to start writing that, but I think I might. So this series is definitely complete, though, and um, not everyone dies. And there's there's some funny stuff in there. I, I really I really think that it's it's quite humorous, too. So anyway, it's sort of dystopian, but it's funny. Well, at least you didn't write about a pandemic because that's what I did in my dystopian book. And it didn't really sell very well in 2020. I have to say, I'm not really sure why. So. And, well, sometimes you just, you know, the funny thing about publishing, and I don't know if this is what happened with Harry Potter too, but sometimes you just hit the right topic or theme at the right time. And there's almost no way to know because it takes a couple of years to like put something together if it's got any quality to it. I mean, 
I guess you can bang out a book in a month, you know, oh, that's, uh, you know, like 40,000 words, but I just don't know if you can have a whole lot of literary quality to it. Um, maybe, maybe more than, I mean, that's a personal opinion. I don't know. I can't do it. That's what, that's how no, I, I can do it either. I can't <laughs> do it. Um, it takes me longer than that. And so then you're end, you end up like in this, in this space where it's like, well, I've been, uh, you know, writing about this uh, global warming thing since when did I first draft, you know, the first chapter, probably back in 2015 or 2016 of the first, first chapter of the first book. So, you know, over time, probably global warming has become even a hotter topic. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You just never know, right? It was eerily that sucks about your series, though. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh yeah, it was eerily <laughs> foreboding as well, which is kind of freaky. Maybe. Well, and my biggest concern, I think there's got to be some books about this, is that we have a situation where um, we're all tired of this thing, you know. But what happens when another virus that's as deadly as Ebola, but as spreadable as COVID, hits us? And everybody's like, it's like the old um, Greek uh, um, story about the boy who cried wolf. Right. I was, I was like, thinking of. Yeah, we already did this who thing. <laughs> who cares? And then, and then it's just like, you know, you're dead. So that's, what, right? that's my biggest concern is how we'll react to a pandemic that's 10 times more deadly. And we'll just be like, ah, I'm going to the store anyway, you know. <laughs> And well, that could that could be a variant. Like I don't think it's Omicron. They say it's more spreadable. Anyway, we didn't come here to talk about the pandemic, did we? No, definitely did not. Sorry, I got off on that tangent. <laughs> That's okay. This is my favorite question to ask authors. What and I think I already know it because you've hinted at some of these things, but what do you want your readers to experience or take away from reading your books? Yeah, with, with this series, I want people to ask themselves kind of the question, you know, because like the fourth book is called St. Kipstifer and the Miraculous Your Karma. I want people to ask themselves, do I even believe that, you know, because we, we love to read about magic in, in the fantasy world, but do I believe a miracle could happen? What, you know, like, yeah, I want to leave people with this sort of ambiguous, like, how did that happen? I don't explain all the magic. I don't explain all the miracles. They just happen. You just have to trust the author that, yeah, that happened. So now what? And, um, and I love to leave things ambiguous. So it gives people kind of the space to think for themselves, like what they, what they think about that kind of stuff, you know? Neat. And I want them to laugh. I want them to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be part of your answer. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, my, my, my kind of life purpose, as I understand it, is that everyone in the world ought to have at least one good friend who can sit and listen to them without judgment. And the way that I think about that in terms of writing books as a person who just kind of offers friendship wherever I go is, you know, Groucho Marx said uh, that outside of a, a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside a dog, it's too dark to read. <laughs> So I hope that people walk away feeling that my book sort of offered them a friendship for a while. That's a neat idea. I'd never heard that saying, so I like it though. <laughs> Groucho Marx is hilarious. So how did you get into writing? Um, well, there was one of my, 
Hmm. I've always been an artist. I dabbled with, I did ceramics a lot in high school. I've played bass, guitar. I did uh, stone sculpture for a while. And then I had some back issues and somewhere around 2008 or 2009, I started writing a play for the theater and found a local community theater who was willing to stage it as long as I directed it. <laughs> so I got a lot of extra work to do. <laughs> and um, as I was preparing to stage this, this play, I decided to expand it into uh, my first novel, which is called White, White Buffalo Gold. And it's a standalone, it's not a series. And so um, expanded the storyline, you know, six more storylines or something going on. Um, and so that was printed and ready for the premiere of the play back in 2012. Very cool. Yeah. And what genre is that book? Um, I would say it's literary, <laughs> literary fiction. It's just like normal um normal fiction it's set in a small nebraska town uh, it's kind of a coming of age story where there's four kids graduating from a high school in a in a town that's pretty much dying and they're all trying to decide do i stay with what's familiar here in my small town or or you know do i go out in the wide world and if so where am i going to go what am i going to do and and then in, in the counterpoint or the contrast to that is uh, one of the characters is working in an, in a nursing home uh, with people who are at the end of life um, at stage. And so she's having these interesting conversations with, with the elderly folks. And so it's kind of a con comparison contrast sort of theme. I think it's pretty good for a first, for a first novel. I'm happy with it still. Yeah, I like that seeing like, getting the perspective of what's really going to be important to you at the end of your life right exactly yeah and thinking about what's important to me when i'm 19 or 18 you know and versus like and sitting down and talking with people who are 90 and going well what's important yeah what's important to them or you know and there's some mystery involved around a gold mine and stuff like that so there's it's got a bunch of stuff in it Fun. so tell me about in between that book and this one you said you have 12 yeah, so let's see, what else do I have? So there's an author named Justin Fike, who um, fantasy readers might know him from his Far Shore series. Um, I did an interview with somebody a couple of days ago and they were like, oh yeah, Justin. So I worked with Justin on three books um, and we'll have more eventually in the Stetson Jeff adventures. So Stetson Jeff is sort of an action adventure comedy um, with a Texan who's kind of a cross between Forrest Gump and Chuck Norris. <laughs> Interesting uh, combination there. Yeah, it's got a lot of throwbacks to movies like Crocodile Dundee. It's set in the, in the late 80s, Crocodile Dundee, Karate Kid, Bloodsport, that kind of stuff, And uh, but, but with a lot of comedy. So um, for people that are as old as I am, they'll, they might remember some of those movies. <laughs> the kids might not be like, Crocodile Dundee, what's that? You can get anything online now. That's I know. If you now. haven't seen Crocodile Dundee, it's worth a watch. You, and, and it's like a time capsule, too. It's hilarious. It's like it's been a long time. But anyway, so we wrote three books about Stetson Jeff, and he travels. Uh, the first book is called Beat Down in Bangkok. So he goes to Thailand. The second one is Mayhem in Marrakech. So he's in Morocco. And then the third one is um, Pandemonium in Paradise, which is a town in Pennsylvania in the Amish country. 
I live near there. <laughs> you know, you do you? My wife. No, is, I used to, I used to live near oh, there. Yeah. You, okay. My wife is from Lancaster County, uh, oh, okay. Pennsylvania. So, yeah. So we kind of know that area. So in the third book, he's back in the states, but he's in Amish country and um, pandemonium and paradise. So we'll have more. I think we're gonna have him go to Belize and uh, and um, where's the fifth one? Spain. So. That sounds like a really fun series. It's a urban fantasy series. Is that right? Or no, it's not. I wouldn't say it's fantasy. It's. Oh, it's uh, fantasy. I'd say yeah. I mean, this Satchel Pong thing, the five books there, is the only fantasy okay. thing that I've done. But that does entail almost half of all my books. So. Right. So the Stetson is. You said Stetson Jeff is. Stetson like, Jeff. So Jeff he's like he he sees himself a little bit like James Bond. So okay. he introduces himself without the comma. He says, my name is Stetson, Jeff Stetson. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't say like Bond, James Bond. He yeah. says Stetson, Jeff Stetson. That's the Forrest Gump aspect of him, you know? Okay. So, so he, is he a detective then? No, his, uh, he's actually, we wanted him to have the money to just kind of be able to travel wherever he wanted to. So we decided to just make him a member of the Stetson family. Oh. that made the Stetson hats so right, he's okay. a cowboy he's just a cowboy from a from a hat company family that that way we could like oh if he wants to fly somewhere it's no problem they've got money so that's funny when you were talking about that a little bit of southern accent came through in that hat <laughs> well I have I, I used to have the hat hanging on the door back here I do have a cowboy hat and I have been doing the I have been doing the Stetson Jeff uh, voice a lot in in uh, as I'm starting to do the audiobook, so well, maybe wow. that's it. <laughs> maybe I can do a, do a little bit of the interview for you in Stetson Jeff's voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, I never thought about how many different voices you need until I got my book narrated, and yeah, it's just a fascinating thing to me. Yeah, I did. I did a little bit of reading out of Winnie the Pooh, so I'd have like a little sample that people would be filmed just like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I can do an MP3 and I, I just love owl, you know, well, well, rabbit, how are you rabbit? This is good to see you. Yeah, whatever. So nice. fun. it is fun. Well, it's been great to learn about your books. Tell our listeners and our watchers where they can find you in your books. Well, my website is Adam G. Fleming and spell Fleming with one M uh, dot com. That's it. Adam G. Fleming dot com. You can if you search me on Amazon, you can also find me there with the Adam G. Fleming. Just search. Um, and if there's any of the names of the books like Satchel Pong and the Great Migration, um, there's only one of those out there. So if you search <laughs> that, you can find it. And uh, yeah. Um, people can, I don't mind if your uh, listeners email me. So it's agf at adamgfleming.com. And I do have some packages on my website where they can buy um, the entire series autographed, I'll ship them out. So whatever. Great. That's a great option for listeners and readers. Well, I appreciate you being here and it's very cool to learn about your book. Thank you so much for the interview, Tricia. You're welcome. It. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.